0: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. From the WEEI Studios, the home of the Red Sox. 93.7, WEEI-FM, and HD1, Lawrence, Boston. Always live on the free Odyssey app.
2: Gave us an opportunity to see, you know, over fifty players, you know, hands-on coaching, so meetings and practice drills and corrections, do it the next day, things like that. And then see another fifty plus players on the other team, on the East Team, and watch them in similar scenarios. You know, there'll be a handful of players that are drafted from the East West game. Probably more not drafted than drafted. Uh, again, it's good to get some exposure and and understand on some of those uh, players. that are not the high draft choices. This is a different type of player that would you know fit as a you know as a role player and, uh, or as a you know lower draft choice player that might have um, you know more upside. Uh, it was a good week for us. The more I hear
3: that clip, and that's Bill Belichick from the Building the Patriots series that's running on Patriots.com. All about their off season. Coaches are mic'd up at the Shrine Bowl and things like this. The more I hear that clip from Bill about the Shrine Bowl, the more frustrated I get that he's not at the Combine.
4: And he's not. For the record, we can now establish that Bill Belichick is not at the Combine. Correct. According to the Patriots, he is not expected to be at the Combine. Yeah,
3: I can confirm that. So, Bill can confirm that. The Patriots have confirmed that. You know, we got Scoops Keefe coming your way at the top of the hour. Scoops, Meggo, though, was all over this yesterday. Meggo's like, I'm not sure Bill's at the Combine. And I said, why? He said, well, he's not scheduled to speak, among other things. And I didn't really think much of it. Then it turns out Mark Daniels says, ah, they're only sending four assistant coaches, which still was a little bit gray.
4: And actually was leaving a little someone out that we'll get to. Oh,
3: yes. Meggo has another uh, item to drop in. But Meggo really should take a bow for that and should take a victory lap for this because many people question whether or not Bill, not just here, uh meeting at, at this station and this website wei but many people question whether or not he was there and even now people are like downplaying it like okay, oh my well, god
4: can we Whoa! get to that real quick because yeah, we get, haven't talked about get there,
3: that get there we'll get to your item in a moment but yeah let's get there okay. people are downplaying so that he's yesterday, not there
4: we we have which he, is annoying a call coming from inside the house about how <laughs> everybody relax bill's here but it's but, he, you know, spotting him in the wild is something else altogether. And then we get the confirmation this morning that then gets botched from Chris Curtis, from his own source, that Bill Belichick is not there and he's well, not expected to be there. He misread
3: it, right? I mean, that's, yeah. it was a misread, I guess. Not a, a, the was, source The source told him he just misread no, it. No, yeah. I'm saying oh, Curtis
4: botched yes. it. And then he corrected it yep. immediately. and Which know, is the
3: right thing to do. Yeah. What,
4: what more can you do? But yep. then Henry McKenna comes out this morning uh, and says, all caps, relax. About Bill Belichick not being at the Combine. The Patriots coach worked extensively with the players at the Shrine Bowl. He'll work hands on with players at pro days. He has top 30 visits. Combine measurements are public info. The Combine is a circus. It's not productive. And then he followed it up with he tagged you. Yo, I saw. He said, it. I appreciate your fervor. This tweet is for you in particular. It'll be okay. Laughing face emoji, laughing face emoji, crying laughing.
3: There's nothing better than when people are like, you know, they, they already know who they're arguing with before they even get there and it's you. Meaning me, meaning Mego, meaning there's no greater feeling than when it's like I'm so in your head with what you're saying that you're already like you already have to acknowledge that you're talking so about Hanky
4: Hanky said, Relax, yep, which was a joke that our made in our slack. Yes. Nice I stopped it, I just you. I just stole it from Answer. you. Um, but Chad Graff from The Athletic he uh went and talked to a source, a defensive coordinator in the NFL, who said that the main reason that Belichick might not be there is that it's hard to get much done at the combine. He writes an event where the top allure may be catching up with friends around the league. You don't see often. If you're a coach with a major project on your hands or who wants to get an early start in preparing for free agency, you can certainly get more done at home.
3: Mm. Which I would say to that. You've had a lot of time to work on free agency, Bill. You got eliminated January 8th or 9th. Like you've been out since the beginning of January. So you should have been already doing your free agency head homework. start there. Yeah, you should have gotten a head start. And I would agree, you should be schmoozing in Indianapolis with agents, with players and i know that's tampering and it's illegal but the whole league's doing it. they all do it you've done it in the past the patriots lined up right away to sign a bunch of players in 2020 yes or 2021
4: We, we so we had the same thought on this next line and henry mckenna doubled down on it off of chad who's a great reporter he said a perceived drawback would be missing out on the socializing that goes on here a place where trade talks have often begun but in the age of smartphones Mm. some coaches don't feel they're missing out on much yeah
3: bill's bill's great at the smartphone right
4: yeah he's really good he never texts the wrong guy i can't (laughs) even
2: you know get my cell phone on
3: So I just that's it. Look, the first thing I thought of is exactly what you thought of, Mego texting the wrong Brian, texting the wrong texting Brian Flores when he thought he was texting Brian Dayball, and now we're supposed to be like, yeah, Bill, use your cell phone instead of Maybe doing face-to-face. Maybe that's how he
4: ended up with Devonte Parker. No, that's what I want, Grandma,
3: <laughs> Grandma, and Grandpa, for sure. Maybe that is text Texted
4: how. the wrong Devonte. Oh yeah,
3: Grandma and Grandpa. I'd rather have you texting me than talk to you face to face. That's productive. That really Snapchat works well. You know, all seventy-year-olds. I'd much rather have them texting and on the phone than talking in person. Good, good advice there. But here's what I'd ultimately say to everybody defending Bill on this. And if you are, go ahead. 617-779-7937. I've heard this question a lot, by the way. Why do you want him there? If he sucks at drafting, huh? Why do you want him there? I have an answer for you, which we can get to. But... Oh, so the Combine is not productive, and it's pointless to be there, and it's a rat race, and blah, 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 blah. I'm paraphrasing. It's a circus. You see that at
0: Circus Delay all the time. Circus.
3: Thank you. And the Circa, what did he say? The circus Delay. You
0: see that at Circus Delay all the time. Circus Delay.
3: Exactly. Thank you, Wiggy. Um, Okay, fine. So it's all those things. It's a circus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it.
4: It's for schmoozing.
3: Where were you last year when Bill was there? Where where were you from the rooftop shouting about, Boy, why is Bill... Why is Bill wasting his time at the Combine? Huh? He should be getting ready for free agency. Where were you on that one last year? Everybody defending it now. Where were you?
4: Well, they didn't have a ton of money. to spend.
3: Why didn't I hear from you last year yelling at Bill being at the Combine? Like, that's, that's, when, that's when you know it's fraudulent. I applauded Bill and the coaching staff for going to the Shrine Bowl. I said, good. I want them up close and personal with these prospects. I also wanted him at the Senior Bowl, which they largely skipped. And I wanted him at the Combine which he's skipping. I, in turn, am consistent. I was happy when Bill was at the Combine last year. Why isn't he there this year? And where were you last year? If you think it's such a rat race and a circus, why weren't you calling for him to be absent last year? Kind of look fraudulent when you don't criticize him last year, but now you're patting him on the back for skipping it this year. And I'd say the same thing about McVeigh. McVeigh, you should be there. Uh, LaFleur in Green Bay, you should be there. All those guys like Bill yeah, should be there. You're about
4: there. to lose your quarterback.
3: Yes, you should all be there. So I feel that way. How does Tom Curran feel? Not to put you on the spot here, Ryan, but how does Tom Curran feel? He joins us each and every Thursday at 3.30 here on W E E I. And if you missed our interview with Tom Curran, you can go back and listen to the podcast anytime. Subscribe to Jones and Mego with Arcan on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your podcast. Here's Tom Curran.
2: Of course he should be at the combine. Of course he should be at the combine. I mean, it's,
0: you're, you're kicking the tires on the future of your team in terms of draft picks.
2: You have, I think, a dozen of them all of these players are going to be coming in at the final two years of Mac Jones, very favorable rookie contract. So yeah, it's important unless, you know, Bill has divested himself so thoroughly of, you know, he's delegated so thoroughly and so well that Mac Rose got it. I mean, of course he's going to look at every player and he was at the shrine bowl and he kicked tires on all those kids, but, so to me, it's important to to be there, I would think, at ground zero. It has been in the past. Why is it not in 2023? I don't know.
4: There it is. It has been in the past. Has it, He has skipped at least a portion of it before. I believe he skipped a portion in
3: okay, so 2020, I, yes, I'd 2019. Have a, I'd maybe? have a problem with him skipping a portion, too. I would still criticize him for that, but at least he's going to some of it. Maybe there's a positional group he wants to focus on, so he shows up for that. I'd at least give him credit a half a gold star for doing his job and showing up for a portion. He should be at all of it, but that's better than not going at all. Don't tell me it's a waste of time in a circus. Like, I don't want to hear that when he doesn't go. And then also applaud him for showing up to the Shrine Bowl and being hands-on with all the C and D-level prospects when he should be there at the Senior Bowl with the A and B-level prospects and definitely at the Combine with all the prospects. Like, how does that make sense? Yeah,
4: with the 14-pick, that's the biggest part to me. But Uh, Scoops Mego. He, who
3: is who is there, by the way, for the Patriots? Bill's not. I know Troy Brown's there. I know Mike Pellegrino's there. I know their special teams coaches. Uh, Cam Acord and the assistant special teams coach are there. Is there anybody else there,
4: Scoops Mego? Yes, yeah, so there is someone there um, I have on good authority who is has a strong background in special teams, you could say, but maybe not interested in going back to special teams reportedly. Hmm. But maybe him being here is indicating that that's the direction he could be moving in. That would be Joe Judge. God damn it! <laughs> Joe Judge has been at the Combine.
3: Joe Judge is For there. For the Patriots. Joe Judge is there. Outwardly, on behalf of the Patriots. Outwardly facing, on behalf of the Patriots, maybe or maybe combine. not, scouting prospects and maybe maybe not interviewing prospects.
4: Yeah, I don't know about the interviewing, but, but he is but there. But I'm saying, he, Out may, he may be. He might he be doing showing that. showing himself in public. I, I
1: mean, just thought of something. What a mess. Joe Judge is there. Cam Accord is there. Mm-hmm. Is getting sent to the combine punishment? No, well this I, I have <laughs> joked about this earlier. I'm like, if
3: they really are focusing on on free agency, they're like, hey guys, why don't you go to Indianapolis and get out of our hair? But they've have they have been around all offseason, and even so, fine, even if he is being punished, he's still
4: on the staff. Yeah. I think that's the main takeaway. Like,
3: I and I, I think we already knew that, but again, it's like is is Troy Brown being punished? Is Mike Pellegrino being punished? Like my guess is no so if Joe, I think those are important coaches they're not Bill O'Brien and Gerard Mayo, but I think those are important coaches like no I I, I think Joe judge is there for a reason and he's still employed for a reason which is just again terrifying
4: yeah I, I so he's there for workouts and whatever else and Mike Pellegrino is by the way in for interviews because the the defensive coach Mike Pellegrino because cam Smith one of the cornerback prospects oh, right. you said that he had this. an extremely uncomfortable interview with Mike Pellegrino. Great. Right. Well- it was very strangely worded.
3: Are we sure it was only Pellegrino? Well, it... he,
4: he, I think he name-checked Pellegrino. He did? Okay,
3: because I, I didn't know if it was just an uncomfortable interview with the Patriots, because if it was uncomfortable... It begs
4: the question of who else was in
5: the room. Well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> who,
3: if it was an uncomfortable was, interview... He said
5: it was, quote, very intense. Mm-hmm. asked him a lot of uh, tough questions. If it was uncomfortable... forced him
4: to open up about himself.
5: Who else do you think was in the room, if it was uncomfortable? I'm also seeing, quote, uncomfortable meeting with the Patriots at the draft combine. <laughs> Sounds like a Joe Judge meeting to me. <laughs> That's just me. I think it,
4: these meetings are supposed to be like very casual.
3: <laughs> well, unless you're Des Bryant at the combine a few years ago <laughs> with Jeff Ireland or whoever it was, that wasn't a very comfortable one. Mm-hmm. But la- largely they are supposed to be. 617, 779 7937. How do you feel about Bill skipping the combine, which we talked about yesterday, which Mego was right about, which now we're furthering today? Scoops Mego is telling you Joe Judge is there in an outward-facing role for the Patriots. That's annoying. Again, 617-779-7937. We can circle back to the NFLPA survey from yesterday and get you a few more Celtics thoughts. I want to circle back to Grant Williams and
0: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Now back to Jones and Mego.
4: I'm going to be wearing a Marcus Smart jersey and no pants. On WEEI. How
0: do you feel
4: about MVP, Jones?
2: How do I feel? Yeah. i never received. <laughs> Man, that if they a did, answer. you would be with Eric all that That's free throw, I you'd never be received. up there like,
1: whoa! And got 40. It was just one loss, but uh, we felt like it was important um, with the week that we have. Um, the, we responded here at home. Cleveland's a really good team. They've been playing really well. And um, they beat us the first two times already this season. So for us, it was important to come out and, and get this win tonight. Al Horford and the
3: Celtics take down the Cleveland Cavaliers last night, though it got a little hairy at the end. Little ugh. Little too close for comfort, which the Celtics specialize in. It was just like game seven of the Eastern Conference final last year against Miami is how it felt to me, although it was Malcolm Brogdon trying to pee it away last night instead of Marcus Smart. That's Jones and Mego with Arcan. We're here until 6. Taking your phone call, 617-779-7937. I do still think it was a good win for the Celtics last night, and I, I think even though it got away from them at the end, I think they largely dominated that game last night. They had to beat Cleveland. They did beat Cleveland. I know the Cavs made it close, and it was uncomfortable, but I do still think a lot of that was like a cosmetic, kind of fake late in the NBA comeback. It Absolutely. felt it felt very real in the moment, but the Celtics were dominating that game for three and a half quarters.
4: Did it feel real in the moment, like that? Like the Cavs are really going to sneak in? Well, at the no, end of the but court? it's just—I
3: mean—the Celtics meltdown felt real. Like, did I actually think Look, the Celtics were going to win the yeah. game? No, but I'm like the the Celtics are imploding. Well, that wha- don't that get did me happen. Wrong.
4: Like, the, Donovan Mitchell was awesome last he night. Was he was great. He's really good, but. Tatum looked completely himself again. I thought that the offense looked really strong early on. Just switching up the looks. I mean, we didn't get to Jalen Brown's comments about uh, all the threes that they were jacking up the night before, and I know that's a bit of a Joe Missoula coaching point. Just so don't pa- pass up a good shot. But Yeah, Joe Missoula was
3: defending the crap they, out of them shooting threes against right? the Knicks, and but then Jalen Brown says we shot too many
2: threes. We started off the, the game. I think shoot way too many threes. I know that's the part. of how the game goes when we're not making them. You know getting to the basket, you know, getting some shots that we know we can hit, and open those things up here tonight. We didn't start off the game shooting the ball, fantastic, but being able to score in transition, being able to get some open shots to Craig for just opens the game up a little bit for everybody. So, you know, watching that game was tough. Obviously, you wanted to you know come back and get a win after New the did just the last time, but um, hopefully, we'll see them again down the line. Yeah,
3: okay,
4: some of that, some uh, of that
3: was self-serving because
4: he missed aside, the game. Quick aside, yeah, quick aside, that that was kind of a shot at Missoula.
3: Oh, it's definitely a shot at Missoula. Missoula
4: has talked repeatedly about how, uh, m- how important it is for these guys to shoot threes Jaylen, and not pass up the what he considers good shots.
3: Jalen took another shot at Missoula because he, he said that he wanted Grant to play, basically. I mean, well, I don't know if you he said, said it in as many words. it was a
4: coaching decision.
3: Right. So I, I think Jalen was that's taking amazing. shots left and right at Missoula last night.
4: So that's, that's an interesting thing to keep an eye on. But I thought that their offense looked so much more varied last night, and they made it look easy early on, which is something that Jason Tatum talked about, just being able to come out of the gate and feel like himself and have some confidence. And it carried through for almost the entire game. It got sloppy at the end. It got a little loosey-goosey. But, yeah, it was a good win.
3: Arkin, you uh you felt like the Cavs were a little more like a little bit more of a real run. They pushed the Celtics more than I give it credit for, right?
1: Yeah, I think so. And I think last night was a good example of that. I think that we, even when the game was looking like it was out of hand, you still saw Mitchell, like, diving for loose balls. You still saw him trapping. You still saw him giving uh, Derek White the business. You remember that? There was one play I remember where Mitchell was trying to steal it from Derek White, and uh, Perkins was joking. He's like, he fouled him ten times. But he was really just playing that hard. It was that kind of game. They're that kind of team. And they never quit, you know, even when they were down 20 in they the fourth. Well,
4: Donovan Mitchell did take himself out.
1: He took himself out, but I think he was fourth, And
4: then he checked back in. He
1: checked back in, and, now, you know, they got to he a He had end 44
4: fourth. points at that point.
1: That is kind of quick though. I'm with Mego on that. that I is mean, kind of, you that,
4: can't say they never quit when his it was a couple minutes man, where he, his coach was like, took a do you want to come out?
3: Okay, but they took him out because he
4: thought the game was done. Correct.
3: They took him out because they thought the game was over, but he but he was awesome anyway. I mean, I don't mean to get sidetracked on that, but go ahead.
1: Either way, uh, I do think that they're a tough matchup for the Celtics in that uh, they do sort of present that problem that you see with some other teams. They got a lot of uh, length and it's sometimes hard for the Celtics to get into the, uh, into the glass against them. They were hitting a ton of threes. Al Horford, I don't think, missed a three until like the fourth quarter so it was a good shooting night for them but I still think Cleveland's definitely not a team that you want to see in the second round of the playoffs well for sure.
3: I mean that's probably true the east the east isn't great though you know it's like it's the Bucks and the Celtics and then maybe Cleveland so now now what I would say is last night the onus was on the Celtics to answer last night it was up they were coming off a bad loss to New York no Jalen or with Jalen you lost to the Knicks like you should have beat them without Jalen Brown the, the Bucks were winning games without Giannis you can win a game against New York without Jalen Brown so they're coming off that bad performance. They had lost the first two games to Cleveland. They needed to get up for that game last night. And even though it they got They
4: needed Jason Tatum to be himself. Yes, and
3: and Tatum specifically. That was
4: I think the most important part. Answered
3: it as well, but but they needed to answer. And the Celtics did answer and Tatum answered. The way I would put it is now Monday's on Cleveland to answer. If Cleveland's for real and the Celtics play them again on Monday in Cleveland, if Cleveland's for real, then they'll get my attention on Monday. If the Celtics just beat them again, then I'm going to now no longer lump in Cleveland when I talk about teams that the Celtics need to be fearful of in the Eastern Conference. I thought Cleveland might have been that. Now I'm second guessing it. Monday will be Monday will be the final exam effectively and they need to answer. Now the onus is on Cleveland to answer because the Celtics just answered.
4: I think that's fair. I just think that Cleveland is still a tier below where the Bucs and the Celtics are. The Bucs and the Celtics are so much closer in my opinion and especially the Bucs on a 16 game winning streak which I feel like Arcan has brought up how good they've looked, but that's kind of wild right now at yeah. this point in the season. Yeah, so I, I I still put Cleveland a tier below.
3: Yeah, so I I had them right. There. They, the Celtics had not beat them yet, and I'm like, well, maybe they're just a bad matchup for the Celtics. I lumped them in with, with Milwaukee. Now I'm second guessing it. Uh, but how'd you feel about the Celtics last night? Their win. How do you feel about Tatum's response against six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven? Then there's the Grant Williams aspect of all of it. Okay. So I just referenced Jalen Brown kind of taking a shot at Joe Missoula by saying, oh, it was coach's decision. I'm paraphrasing. And he sounded very much in Grant's corner. If you listen to his answer, he sounded very much in Grant's corner. Here's what Missoula had to say about Grant Williams not playing a second in the game last night.
5: What we'll went into the uh, Grant, DNP, um, Mike, a more minutes say lineups, what we'll went into that matchups?
3: That's it. One word. Now he expanded on... In a follow up right there on how much Mescala played and why Mescala played over Grant Williams, he circled back to it later, or the reporters did anyway, and he said, "Well, it's offense and blah blah blah." And I didn't feel like it was very convincing in his answer.
4: He said he wanted rim protection too,
3: right from Mescala, which he doesn't provide that neither to Sam Hauser, so okay, matchups, and it's like a frosty answer. It's like one word matchups odd. So I thought it was odd. We've talked about this earlier. I heard Eddie House asked about this after the game by our good friend Tom Giles. What did uh, Eddie House make of Grant Williams not playing last
2: night? Yeah, it's a little janky right there. That's uh, That answer right there Matchups, matchups. Like, Grant Williams has never been a matchup problem for anybody where you're like, oh, matchups, and then we need to do it. I don't know what's going on with it. I don't know. What's happening, but it doesn't look right. It doesn't smell right and it doesn't feel right for me. You know, knowing what Grant Williams has done since he's been here, how great he has been for this organization, how great he's been for his teammates to start getting six minutes here, DMPs there. There's something to that. I just hope that it's not anything that could kind of taint what we're doing moving forward as a team to cause any kind of cancer in the locker room, whatever it is from a player that a guy that has been in a rotation that's been playing and all of a sudden you don't play. It's hard, especially you're on a contract year. These are the things that you sit back and say, man, hold up. Wait, what's going on right now?
4: So Eddie house brought something up there that I had read, but I, I had forgotten to mention, uh, Grant Williams has been for most of the season playing, uh, career high in minutes and he was obviously a big part of the Milwaukee series yep. last year huge
3: in that series in the
4: playoffs but when he's talking about those minutes played this isn't a brand new thing so yes this is the first time that he has been a healthy scratch during the game but yeah against the Knicks he played 16 minutes against the Pacers that game that went to overtime he only played six I
3: was gonna say that's the six yeah. minute game he was and then against yeah.
4: the Pistons before that he only played 20. And so it seems like there is a bit now he played 21 against the Sixers, but I think that's a great point. Like this is not, doesn't seem to be just an isolated incident.
3: Well, and don't you think, I mean, if I had to guess, don't you think maybe Grant said something about the reduced minutes and that's why he went from reduced minutes to zero minutes? Grant say something? (laughs) No. What? Like when Eddie House says that doesn't pass the smell test, he doesn't play? He's referencing that it's disciplinary in some way. And it doesn't mean like Grant Williams fought anybody over it. But did he pop off about his minutes? I mean, is Grant
4: Williams really going to fight anyone
3: over it? No, I mean, probably not. But but it could rise to that. I mean, I don't know what happened. I, I don't know what happened. But it got his antenna up. And I'm listening to Eddie House on that. And I heard him say that last night. And I thought it was interesting because, oh, okay, it doesn't smell right to you. You know how locker rooms go. You know how teams play. You have a core. You have a rotation. Grant Williams is part of your rotation and he doesn't play. So an ex-player, what's your instinct on that? Eddie House says it doesn't smell right. And you don't want a cancer in the locker room, and maybe a guy's popping off about minutes and touches and everything else. And so that's my guess. This is my read on it. Grant wasn't happy with the six minutes against Indiana or the 16 against New York, and maybe especially the 16 against New York because they lost, and Jalen Brown was out of the lineup that night. And maybe he said, guys, Jalen's out. Guys, we're losing. Guys, we can't make a shot. I might have been able to help more if you played me more. And Joe Missoula says, all
5: right, you're sitting. Well, they let him play 47 minutes against uh, the Milwaukee Bucks okay, when they that's were shorthanded. Yeah, because nobody was playing. Right. They that was, that was completely but then, shorthanded. Like, but, okay, you're going to make me play 48 minutes, but then I can only play six. Right. and
3: they're a little they're a little shorthanded against the Knicks. So I that's my guess. My guess is Joe Missoula said, we're not about I. And your personal situation, your contract situation, we're about we, we're about teams, so why don't you sit a game and think about it?
1: And can it also just be as simple as he's not been good lately? He's not been good this month. He's shooting about 46% okay. from the field this month. In, in, on the season this month, he's shooting 33%. Maybe. So maybe he's just not playing well.
3: Normally, I'm willing to go there. I'm not Grant's biggest fan.
4: His numbers are up overall in the year compared to the year before, though. Right, I'm not...
1: but I'm saying this month, okay. he's been
3: down. I'm not Grant's biggest fan. Did I ever think for a second when they got Mike Mescala he'd be playing over Grant Williams? No. Hell no. No, 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 no. So yes, he's struggling. But like, I don't think he's struggling that much where Mike Mescala plays over him and Sam Hauser, I mean, I know this is stretching it a little bit, but Sam Hauser is getting minutes over him effectively. Well, stretching
4: it to say that it's a matchup uh calculation that you're making that Mike Mescala is out there and saying that the other thing that Missoula said post game was something along the lines of you know, he presented something differently offensively and spacing on the floor and shooting, and it's like Okay, I understand you think Mescala might be a better three-point shooter than Grant, but not, not really. Not that much better. He missed all of his shots that he took last night, and all he recorded was one rebound. It's
3: weird. So I don't, I don't know if we should turn this into anything bigger than it is, but it's worth monitoring. And you just wonder, are, are there little cracks with guys in their own personal situation? That is the kind of thing that can drag down a talented team. You know, the last time the Celtics had nine or ten guys deep on a real legitimate team was the Kyrie Irving, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Al Horford, Marcus Morris, Terry Rozier. Gordon Hayward. Yeah, Gordon, Gordon Hay- Hayward, Gordon had, Hayward was
4: the big one.
3: I forgot about Hayward. Like, And they were all worried about their personal situations. The, all of them, pretty much. Maybe maybe not Marcus Smart, who actually had a contract at that point in time. I'll, I'll exonerate him. They were all worried about it. Could that be getting in the way a little bit? He's a restricted free agent. He's worried about his situation, and now that's getting in the way of things, and that's why he sat, and maybe he'll continue to sit. It's worth following.
4: The good news is it wouldn't be a top of the lineup problem. So you're not going to have an issue. Whereas I think with that team, it was a top of the lineup problem of who sincerely is our starting group. Here, I feel like it's that fifth guy, sixth guy, seventh guy. Yeah, it's just. Where it might get a little hairy if it goes between fifth guy being Marcus Smart, sixth guy being Derek right, Rose, seventh right. guy being Grant Williams. Right, it's like. That feels like it could get Harry. How do you
3: divvy up the smart Brogdon-White minutes? Good question. Yeah, and
4: Brogdon in there, too. Sorry.
3: Pritchard's pissed.
5: I mean, Pritchard is, but I'm just Pritchard saying, is a
3: matchup guy. I haven't uh, seen I, him in a while. Okay, but
5: Cornette I'm, is a matchup guy. But Blake Griffin is a matchup guy. Do you think Grant Williams he is in No, he at, Grant Williams be. is he good on Giannis. Be. Okay, yeah, but
3: just listen. Completely agree. Brogdon, smart, White. How you divvy up those minutes? That is going to take some tiptoeing. Grant Williams, how you handle his minutes is going to take some tiptoeing. Peyton Pritchard, I don't know if it, it needs any uh, finesse, but it's just another guy who's not thrilled with the situation. You got your interim coach who's now been extended and will be the head coach. How does he handle all of it? Matchups. Like, I don't know. Let's see how that one plays. It didn't sound like Jalen Brown was too happy with Grant Williams not playing last night.
4: I th- I think Tatum and Brown, as much as they clown around, that they like Grant a lot. I think Grant is a big locker room guy. I, I, it's interesting when you hear Eddie House talk about the possibility of, you know, a locker room cancer, it's, which I don't like that phrase, but. Uh, how
5: about problem, you know, though? He, yeah, a he problem. used cancer, but how about locker more room like, problem?
4: more like poisoning the well. Okay, fine. But I do feel like he has a strong presence with that group that has been there for a while.
1: I have a little bit of an I told you so here. What's What's that? That? At the trade deadline, what did we all want? What did, I, what I did didn't
4: I, want Grant moved.
1: I didn't want Grant moved necessarily either. No, but I, I just I want it. I wanted a wing. What did you want? I wanted a wing. Okay, I wanted a wing very badly. Grant Williams is about as close to a backup wing as they have on this team, other than Sam Hauser. And instead, they traded for Mike Muscala, who's a shooting big. And now you look at Grant Williams not getting any minutes. Weren't we all concerned about Brown and Tatum and all their ma- and all their uh, playing time and all their minutes and everything? Well, you guys I are. still
4: am. I just wrote about it. I think a lot, lot of people BEI. are. Maybe com. you aren't,
1: Jones, but I think a lot of people I'm are concerned about and now Tatum's minutes. If Grant Williams isn't playing, then you know like you you've basically like in your pool of of wings no, down a, to three guys. Well, it's a good point. It's a good
3: point. It's like so you have a million guards and you have now a million bigs although I don't know how good any of them actually are. But you have a million bigs. You don't have enough, do you have enough wings? And and are you balanced? You haven't had enough wings all year. Are you balanced and could you have better balanced things at the trade deadline? I mean that is isn't I told you so. I think we all felt that way at the deadline. And I wish that's what Brad got instead of a big Mike Mescala. But, yeah, are you balanced well enough? Arcan, I,
4: I just think it creates a bigger impact when you don't flip-flop on that take <laughs> like an hour later, and then you return to it, and then you flip-flop it again, and then you want to take a victory lap.
3: How dare she?
1: How dare she? she I don't remember flip-flopping on that. She didn't, like, <laughs> she didn't
3: like my positivity earlier. She doesn't like the flip-flopping. Uh, Brendan's in New Hampshire. Go ahead, Brendan. Yeah,
1: I was just going to say,
2: I, I don't think that uh, – that Grant's creating much drama. I don't know that it's that much of a drama thing. I think you probably should have played more the other night. Okay, well Brendan, why do you he,
3: Brendan, Brendan, why do you maybe it's not drama, but like we're just trying to figure out why he went from playing a bunch to playing sporadically zero. to playing zero. Right. Why do you think that would be?
1: I think my theory on it is just Horford just has been kinda of getting real hot. He's been like getting okay, these threes back to back. But, but, but and
3: irrelevant of that, game. but Brendan, Mascala Mascala played, so there were minutes for a backup big. Why weren't they going to Grant Williams?
2: So that part I agree with you. It should have been Grant playing over from Scala okay. all day. So I why do you
3: why do you think it wasn't? It was probably drama, disciplinary, poisoning the room. What I mean that's the be- and that's what Eddie House was getting at. And I feel the same way, but I feel more strongly about it because Eddie House was willing
5: to go there. So on on you know the team broadcast on, on the team post game. On TV, by the way, that's another guy whose minutes you want to start to kind of dwindle down a little bit as you're getting ready for the stretch run of the playoffs. Is Al Horford and Grant Williams right. is good a point. guy that and throw Rob Williams in that category too. He's been looking really good, but he's kind of made a glass sometimes. Rob, so these are two guys that Grant Williams can absolutely spell those minutes for. Two guys that you really want to also yeah. worry about their minutes along. I feel Tatum. more.
3: I'd feel more strongly about managing the minutes for those two than managing them for Tatum. Brown is hurt. You know, he's got a mask on. So, like, Brown, I understand a little bit more. And if you can steal some minutes from Tatum here and there, fine. He's Has he turned 25 yet? Tatum, uh, no. Is it tomorrow? It's soon. Whenever... When is his birthday? It's soon. All, all I, I know it's soon because Abby, asked him, last, Abby asked him last night about uh, passing Giannis on the all-time scoring list under 25. And he's mm-hmm. about to turn 25. His birthday's tomorrow. So, you know, I, I just... I don't care that much about managing the the Tatum minutes. I really don't.
4: Okay, I do. But
3: Al, Al, and Rob those are those are big ones to manage. And that's another good point. Like Grant should be playing more at this time of year, not less. Yeah, yeah, I think so too.
4: I, but they got to they got to figure out these rotations. You know.
3: Well, do you trust Joe? I guess the real question and the real meat of all of this is: All right, if Grant Williams is a problem, do you yeah. trust do you trust Joe Missoula, the matchups guy? Do you trust him to handle all of it?
4: No, because <laughs> he hasn't yet. Okay, that's why. Don't, it's not. Anything I not Personal. It's just. He's new. I didn't trust Ime Udoka to do it last year, and he did a fantastic job at it.
3: He did. I mean, that's one thing. I think that was a strength for Ime Udoka. It's true. Uh, who is one of Jason Tatum's favorite coaches of all time, uh, as he was willing to say. Great role model. Yes, 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 yes. Very, very good man. A good man. Uh, 617-779-7937. My sub has bacon. Here's what I suggest you do. I suggest you get in line for Scoops Keith, and let him know how right he was. Okay, I, I, I want I want people in line apologizing when Scoops Keefe gets on the air at 6 o'clock and saying, I doubted you, or the people out there doubted you, but you were more right about this than anybody else. The David Posternak extension, he broke the news on Dmitry Orlov and Grant Hathaway. I want people lining up and giving their mea culpas to Scoops Keefe at 617-779-7937. He comes your way at the top of the hour. We have Endgame next.
0: Jones and Mego return after this on WEEI.
2: Y'all want to play a fing game? Game over, man. Game over. You little punk.
1: Endgame brought to you by Cars for Kids. Don't waste time trying to get rid of your old or broken car. Cars for Kids is the easiest, fastest way to donate your car and get a tax deduction. Go to carsforkids.org today. That's cars with a K and the number four. All right, it's time for endgame. I got three questions here. Arkan, before we start, can yes. I just uh, Rich Keith has already started on uh, on the Twitter sphere. Oh, has he? Yes. He going to be doing the show nude
3: tonight? I, w- I if I were him, I would be. <laughs> you heard me when I correctly predicted the Nikhil Harry draft pick. That's Arkan, right. And, ha- and how terrible was that? Didn't see you wearing clothes for at least a month. I mean, what a prediction! Yeah, I don't think anybody else in the market got it, but. Not a very good player, but I, I, I was on cloud nine for weeks. Cloud nine for weeks. Again, that's a jinx. Uh, I guess it could be perceived that way, yes. Super jinx, Thank you. I guess that could be perceived as a uh, as a super jinx. After yes. I
1: got the Kyle Duggar pick, I had a rib reboot. Yeah, I know.
3: I, <laughs> oh.
4: Okay, Marilyn Manson. <laughs>
3: uh, But yes, oh. the... the uh, the, the victory tour has already started on Twitter, and uh, Rich Keefe comes your way. Scoops Keefe, excuse me. Uh, comes your way at the top of the hour. But Very go, good. Go ahead.
1: All right. It's time for Endgame. We'll go with question number one. David Posternock signed to a big extension, a big news topic today. The question I have for you two is how many times has David Posternock been an All Star? Oh. <laughs>
3: Um, let me ask. Is it the uh, Price is Right rules we can't go over?
1: Yeah, closest without going over. If you both go over, whoever's closer to the bone. Without going over.
3: Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know this. I don't even feel very confident about guessing. David Posternock. I mean, the man, man's going to score 50 goals this most year. Most important brewing. He is the most important brewing. Arkan's been saying it for years. I used to say I Brad have- Marchand, but he's it, he's been proven right on that one. How many times has David Pasternak been an All Star? Mego wrote very. Mega wrote quickly. Mego
1: had that down very quick. Mm-hmm. Doesn't, doesn't mean she's went. right; it just means she was confident.
3: Well, but Mego reads stuff, though. So, like, you know what would be like hockey? Mega reads. What does that mean? Mega reads. So, like, you know what? It would, in like a story, they would say like X time All Star David Pasternak. Right. That's the kind of thing they would put in a story. The kind of thing a reporter would. Yeah, exactly. Notice, right? Yeah. Wouldn't that exactly? That's the kind of thing. It's a compliment. You read stuff. I read stuff. Yes, it's true. I don't. And so don't. and so, yeah. That's the kind of thing you might read in a feature, not a feature on like a on like a, a news story about. You don't watch the video clips that you send. An out. extension. Say it again. You don't watch the video clips that you send. <laughs> out. Great. You even,
4: the way that you're trying to qualify reading things.
1: Yeah, you read stuff. <laughs> All right, looks like you're both done writing here. I don't, Thank God. I don't read stuff. The question is, how many times has newly minted David Posternock been named to the All-Star team? What answers did you give? Let's, uh, let's see him. What do we have for Meg? I can't read it. What do you want to f- say him out loud? Oh, sorry, go.
4: I said three.
3: Three is
1: absolutely right. What did you get, Jones? I said
3: two X. Two,
1: two, two, two X is wrong. You didn't go over, but you were wrong, Megan. Two times. Absolutely right. Good job. Strong start for Meg. All right. Don't Damn
5: put the pressure on.
1: Just telling you what happens. Just calling the play-by-play
5: here. This next one's easy.
1: Speaking of play-by-play, the Celtics last night hung on to beat the Cleveland Cavaliers. These three Celtics all had double-doubles. Ooh. I know, 2 I'll tell you this. All five starters scored in double-figures. But only these three had double-doubles. So if the
5: question was how many starters scored in double-figures, you would have had the answer. But that's not the question. The question is how many had double-doubles. Assuming all three were starters,
3: I don't know this. Let
5: me think about this. I think
3: I have it. I mean, I'm assuming I have it, but I don't. I'll tell you, one of them was not Grant Williams. Did not, did not play a second. That's true. He got the old, uh, well, he got the club trillion, as Mark Titus would call it. That's he right. got the the DNPCD DMV. zeros across the board. Club yes. trillion is what he got. Yeah. So With that Tony couldn't Snell.
1: Have, yeah. couldn't have been <laughs> exactly. Couldn't have been a double double. All right. For Grant. Looks like everyone's done right. You're done writing, Jones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. good. Uh, the question is, last night, Celtics held on to beat the Cla- Cleveland Cavaliers. These three Celtics all had double-doubles. Who were they, Jones? Let's hear from you since you're trailing.
3: I went Tatum, Williams third, meaning Rob Williams, mm-hmm. and Horford.
1: That is correct. All three of them. That's had double what I doubles, And MegO got it, too. So she, uh still in the lead here. It comes down to this question, and this question has a lot to do with our Megsplaining segment today. Oh, boy. According to... S and P Global. Uh-huh. These how do you pronounce hearth? Are the top eight highest-selling TV brands in the United States? Oh come on! Name as many as you can. Whoever names There's more eight? of them wins. Okay. Yeah, you got to give eight names, and whoever has the most right answers. Can we,
4: can we give more than eight?
1: You cannot.
3: I'm gonna get like one.
1: <laughs> it's not my fault. Should have brushed up on your TV knowledge, uh, What should be the focal point yeah, of the room? What like what a hearth. What? <laughs>
4: You know what? Huh? Shut up. How about
1: that? What are the highest selling hearths in the United States? Just can I just hear the phrasing of your question one more time? Let me hear the let me hear the question. Okay, one more according time. to and uh, SP Global, these are the top eight highest selling TV brands in the United States. I've Name as many more. of the top eight as you can. I have
3: maybe maybe two.
1: <laughs> I'm guessing one that I know my grandmother
3: had that I'm not even sure is still a TV.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs>
3: Oh boy!
4: Um, I don't
3: even have guesses. This is how little. Like when you're like guys care stop about talking TVs, to me,
4: Jones. I'm trying to think about it.
3: Well, I'm, you're gonna you're gonna win. Right? It doesn't matter.
4: Why um, um, not? Let me think about. You this.
3: might win one nothing. Well, if we don't, yeah, if we right, don't convert well, t- six again. so. If far. we don't converse, Mego, then it's just music playing. And one like of them, seconds. I
4: think, is a throwaway. <laughs> that doesn't exactly.
1: Stop talking. That's yeah. true. <laughs>
4: I'm TV, trying to focus. PCR okay. Combos. How about don't give me a quiz at the end of the show if I'm <laughs> supposed to be entertaining. I'm thinking I'm really late. hard the right quiz now. quiz already
1: started. <laughs> all <laughs> right. We I done writing I, here or what? Yeah, I, I I swear to god I think I only got one. Okay.
4: Okay, you realize there are 3 TVs in this room. That's true. And they're all different brands.
1: Is that right? <laughs> Hang on, <laughs> Hell stop Oh it, wow, stop Megan, it, yep. you yep. just gave him that. Yep. I okay, thought that because
4: I thought it was done. I thought it was, there, there, it I
1: thought it was stop writing. Are there? Are Stop writing. If you if you, you lose now, stop. it's your fault. You
4: said stop writing.
1: I, I said, have it. you stopped? The music, writing.
3: The music was still going. It was a question. Okay,
1: pencils down. If you're watching on Twitch, I just came up with these on my own. <laughs> Name as many of the top how, eight... How
4: about this?
1: I hate you. Highest-selling TV. This doesn't mean... Just because they're in the room doesn't mean they're the top eight highest-selling brands, I, I,
3: first of all. And by the way, I guarantee I still lost. But okay.
1: Go. Name as many of the top eight as you can. Jones, let's hear from you. Well, of course, Acer. Acer is not one of and them. And Sharp. No. And Wait. Sony. Acer? Sony is one. Yes, you got Sony. Acer
4: and Sharp or not? Okay, I'm out Acer on this. Acer and
1: Sharp things. or not. No. Sony, yes. Yeah, well, those those weren't the ones in the room or anything. Uh <laughs> Uh Samsung's gotta be on. Samsung there. is on there. There's two. Apple? Apple, no. The HP? HP, no, these are computers. I think, a computer. yeah, well, it's okay. Whatever.
4: okay, whatever.
3: And uh this is the one my grandmother had that they can't still pop do they still make TVs? Is Zenith still a thing?
4: Wow! Oh,
3: no. uh, Zenith really? they do
1: still make it, but it's not one of the top so, topics. Oh, sorry, okay. So yeah. I think I only got three. You got three? I got Samsung, Sony. No, maybe I only got two. Yeah, I think you only got two. You got I told Samsung you, I told you. I thought
3: I only had one before we did
1: this. Yeah. Yep. Okay. All right. So that's two out of eight. Ready? Megan, you gotta we be two out of eight. eight.
4: Okay, Sony. Sony's one. Samsung. Two. LG.
1: Uh, LG is three. Megan, don't you, know, you have to hear the rest of them. Megan wins. Congratulations. <laughs> can Megan. I can I try Megan's to Megan's the guess champion. The rest? Yes, yeah, me- me- sure. Megan? Okay. Well, let's hear cl- the rest of them. It's a clean sweep for Megan. Sharp is a no. Sharp okay. is a no. Okay. Asus. Asus, no.
4: Okay. Hisense.
1: High sense, yes. Wow. High sense, yes. Okay,
4: this one's a gamble. Huawei.
1: Huawei, no. All right, here's your eight. LG. I
4: started my career as a tech reporter.
1: <laughs> so. LG, Samsung, Vizio. Oh, Vizio. Sony, uh-huh. High Sense, TCL, which I've never heard of, but it's T-C-O? on this list. Uh-huh. Okay. TCL, Amazon TV. Oh. And Toshiba. Oh, Toshiba. Toshiba. Those are your top eight. I, I always forget of, Toshiba.
3: I've heard of a sneaky. It's a sneaky one, is what it is. I worked at Best Buy, and I, I even, at times, uh, advise people on buying televisions. Oh <laughs> nice work, God. Megan. Oh, my
4: God. Not so good. You're I, such a fry. I can
3: see it all sunk in. I sold a lot of Zeniths. <laughs> that's all I know. Zeniths were my number one seller. I'd reckon i say it. My grandmother had this. Uh, anyway, congratulations to Mego. Clean sweep. Hey, Bravo. it's good
4: enough for me, Ma, it's good enough for you.
3: What's hanging above your hearth? I think that's what everybody <laughs> wants to know. Uh, that's Endgame each and every day at this time. We've told you about the Victory Tour from Reach, uh, Rich Keefe, rather Reach Keith. <laughs> it's gonna. Some of you thought he's Reach Keith with his his posternock contract predictions, but turns out he scoops Keith.
4: Time to grovel.
3: He comes your way right now, and we're back tomorrow at two on Weei.